Stephen Ryan, you filthy bitch. How are you doing? Aiden Tea Leaf. How did your bolognese turn out? I haven't eaten it yet. I've it all ready to go there. I didn't put in the milk. I thought about it and I was making it in a fairly large quantity because I felt it would do me a couple of days. And I was like, uh, I was a bit nervous of the milk going sour and then having a load of leftover bolognese. You pussy. No, I, I made mine on Sunday, I think. I uh, just finished it off today and the milk was fine in it. Well, I like to put in almost sour milk into things. Ah, uh, yes, of course. So I'm looking forward to having it. It looks good. Um, I didn't put in an awful lot of turkey meat, but I put in a heap shit of vegetables. So I put in tomatoes. I put in a bit of basil. I put in peppers, mushrooms, and probably something else as well. Oh, yeah, shallots and spring onion. The Italians would absolutely kill you for that. Well, it was very much an empty, the fridge bolognese. Put in passat and I put in um, some sauce as well. Like jar sauce? Yeah. Cool, you big pussy. Make it from scratch. Go have the, the laugh with it. Sometimes I do, but I often... I've never had a, made a bolognese myself that I felt was better than the sauce you get in the jar. I believe in you. You can do it. I just, Use that recipe I sent you on. It's, um, I, might, I might give that a go, but I'd only give it a go if I was following it to the tea, because you can then change it once you know what it's meant to taste like. But since since it was very much an empty the fridge bolognese. Speaking of bolognese, I was um because you wrote about the Dalmio puppets there on on the social today. I I wanted to do a, a Google of other people, just seeing if they felt they were a bit racial as well. And I got onto one forum called Piston Heads, which is just about you know as you can imagine, dudes who like cars. And one of them was asking their other uh, car enthusiast friend. Did they also think that the Dalmio puppets were racist? You are not the first person to land on that. No, there's actually quite a lot of actual articles about it. I just thought this forum was particularly funny because some rando said, all I know is I want to rip the young woman puppet apart and roll around in the bits. Oh, Jesus. And someone was like, what does, what? It's like, you know, he said, um, he said that she's um, the standard of what a woman should look like. The Dalmio puppet. The Dalmio thought... chesty younger one. Okay, I can only remember the old one, and the old one didn't do it for me. No, right. So there's an old one, an old lad, uh, a child, I think, and then there's a woman of her 20s and a guy. And the guy and the girl are always kind of flirty and stuff, and I've never been able to work out if they're supposed to be brother and sister or whatever. So it is um, a bit weird, but seemingly go back and watch Dalamio ads because the last of this this was lost in me. Yeah, I no, just I... I just remember like a mama used to make. Exactly, and people were were using phrases like that to show how it actually is pretty xenophobic in terms of you know it's afraid of Xena because if you look at Citroen ads or Audi ads or anything for like a French or German or, or any other mainland European ad, they're generally quite. Uh, nationalistic and stuff like that but it with Dalmio it creates a real um, caricature of people who are like country bumpkins I don't know it's kind of like I never really 
caught anything much of it. I just like Italian people have that accent. Uh, not all of them, but some of them, and they tend to gesticulate a lot. I find. I mean, they don't look like puppets, Italian people. That's one thing. Well, that's one, one thing, thing I will say for Italian people: they don't look like puppets. They do not. They aren't very furry, and more often than not, don't have a hand up their arse. And Italian people love food. They do love food, but yeah, th- this is just what we, people were saying. They said it's a it's a pretty offensive stereotype of Italian people. Especially the fact that it's made uh, not in Italy, but actually by British people. Funnily enough, by the same people who make Uncle Ben's. And I read too that Uncle Ben... The Uncle Ben's one is very racist, all right. There's no no two ways about that one. Yes, and Uncle Ben seemingly isn't black. But they have him as a black fella on the boxes and, and rappers and what have you. There is something about some of the... Like, Irish stereotypes are generally seen as kind of okay to make. And, you know, I've, I've, I don't really find it that offensive, a lot of the ones I've seen. So I'm kind of wondering why are some of them okay and why are others not? Well, I, I think maybe it's that none of them are okay, but sometimes it's a mixture of the attitude of the person at the brunt of the joke and the intention of the joke itself. Like some Irish tropes, I mean, I wouldn't be offended by... You know what? Even the fact that I said I wouldn't be offended by it... It's probably the wrong way of thinking because I think we're kind of suffering this kind of post-colonial attitude of what is what Irishness is and, and how we try to take everything jocularly. But if you look at, like, the fighting Irish, that's a pretty shitty stereotype. The fact that it's even a, a basketball team or whatever, that you know, that team with the leprechaun fighting and stuff, mm. that's kind of offensive. It is. And then you think, we did have a long history of fighting. Yeah, but... Again, is that a a reputation we've earned or is it one that was put on us? And even at that, is it representative at all or is it a convenient stereotype for the people who are putting it out there? Probably a bit of both. I mean, we do have a fairly heavy history of fight. Like it was a national pastime for a while there. The stereotype of being drunk then. Yeah, you see, we do drink a lot. It's... A dangerous one because we also, like as a country, have such um, a hangover. <laughs> yeah, such such an awful relationship with alcohol that, like, when we're out foreign, we almost use it as a as an excuse to get fucked up. Yeah, um, like it, it it's an odd one. I like generally speaking, we're a nation of drinkers. Can you think of a positive stereotype for any country? Cade Mila Falcha, the land of a thousand welcomes. I mean, that's not a stereotype. That's not like a... Or an, archety- a, or an archetype. It is a stereotype that Ireland is that way. I mean, we're, we're not particularly no more than other countries, I would think. But there is that attitude that we're, we're very welcoming people. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Like, my, my, my mind immediately went to, um, if you can finish it for me, all Americans are... Uh, like heavy. Uh, all French people are... Attractive. <laughs> um, you know, there's th- th- those kind of, I think any predominant stereotype or archetype of a nation tends to be kind of ne- kind of negative and shitty. So the the welcoming one is actually quite a good example. Yeah, there's other ones like like even going back to where we started, the Italian food. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of them out there who couldn't fry an egg, but Italian food is a stereotype that's positive. 
Yeah. And they do do it well. Like French people as well. It's mad how some countries don't develop um, that kind of good reputation for food. Like, I don't think Ireland has a good national recipe repertoire at all. I was watching this program. I'm actually, I'm really enjoying it at the minute. It's called Someone Feed Phil. Okay. And it's this guy, Phil, he wrote Everybody Loves Raymond. And he goes around the world traveling and eating stuff. And like the theme tune is kind of like, he's a happy guy and he likes to eat food. But he's very, it's just a really enjoyable show about this fella who absolutely loves his food. Is it a documentary or a sitcom? So it's kind of like a travel show slash food show. I, I He came to Dublin. He actually met Kevin McGahern when he came to Dublin on the show. And uh, they went, like Kevin brought him into a Dingle Ice Cream Company or something. And they had salted ice cream and all this kind of stuff. I'd love a job like that. Like you, you, you think like there's two ways to get a cooking travel show. One of them is to be a really famous chef. Mm. The other is to be a really famous fat guy. And this guy is neither. He's just really. A, he's just a happy guy who goes around loving the food that he's eating. Okay, I must check this out. He went down to Ballymaloe in Cork as well. And he went to them happy pair crowd. He was just going around eating food and loving it. And he really enjoys it all. I watched a couple episodes. I watched one when he went to Bangkok, one when he went to uh, Venice and the one when he went to Dublin. What did he eat in Dublin besides happy pear and ice cream and, and relish? He went to a restaurant, the Brother Hubbard's, and he went to the Guinness brewery and he went to epic the museum and he was sampling whiskey and he went uh out getting bee stuff honey, I believe it's called honey uh from the bees oh bee paste and he was in ballymaloe house i mean it's not riveting by any stretch it's just i really like watching this guy being happy that's very sweet and he's just bopping along enjoying himself and then he has a video call with his parents who are quite elderly and it's it's all very sweet yeah my mother used to have a terrible habit of watching cooking shows while we were having dinner and i fucking hated it because you'd get like people making real good fancy <laughs> meals it's like but, teasing you yeah <laughs> you say watching that. now eat your bran <laughs> While we watch fucking uh, MasterChef. But I, yeah, I, I highly recommend that show. I was reading today a newspaper in the Washington Post. And it was, a new bill was going to be introduced to prohibit the president from nuking a hur- hurricane. Bill Gates. Because uh, apparently Trump had in the past suggested that they should nuke the hurricane to defuse them. Fucking hell. Isn't that one of those really bizarre ones? See, immediately my mind went to, okay, is there any basis from that? Because it might even seem like one of those anomaly things where if you have an explosion, it might disperse the the hurricane. But like, that just wouldn't work. Like, why is he going nuking hurricanes? Well, I mean, the idea of, that's kind of like pissing in the wind. The piss will come back on your trousers. Yeah. You... Try nuke it and then it'll just blow all the nuclear atoms, I guess, back on top of you. That's fucking nuts. He's really losing his uh, 
is marvellous at the moment. I saw he put a tweet out today that was just um, at White House, transition into greatness, all in capital letters. And you're like, dude, what? So what were they saying in this article? So Sylvia Garcia from Texas, she's a Democrat, introduced the Climate Change and Hurricane Correlation and Strategy Act, a bill that explicitly prohibits the president, along with any other federal agency or official, from employing a nuclear bomb or other strategic weapon with the goal of altering weather patterns or addressing climate change. I want to do a quick Google here. uh, Trump nuke. In Twitter, I want to see if he's tweeted about it. Okay, no, but there is an article from uh, August uh, 2019. Okay, so apparently at um, a White House briefing, Trump is Mm. reported as saying, I got it, I got it. Why don't we just nuke them? My God. They started off forming off the coast of Africa. As they're moving across the Atlantic, we drop a bomb inside the eye of the hurricane and it disrupts it. Why can't we do that? This is a person with the fucking nuclear codes and he's taking his his emergency protocol from fucking Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Is that something that happened in Die Hard? Uh, no, but it seems like a thing that Bruce Willis would do if he was oh, fair enough. tasked with uh, taking a hurricane away from America. I, I mean, it just, to my mind, doesn't make any sense. One response here, which is exactly like someone trying really hard not to admit that their toddler is stupid. A senior administrative official said his goal to keep a catastrophic hurricane from hitting the mainland is not bad. His objective is not bad. Oh my God. (laughs) It's so bloody mental. (laughs) Like... God fucking bless, but how divorced from reality, how many disaster movies do you need to watch before you go, I'm going to nuke this fucking hurricane? Like, that's that's the premise for um, a straight-to-TV sci-fi movie. Oh, it really is. Like, I mean, in the sequel, they try send sharks at the hurricane. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I thought you'd have a bit of a laugh out of that anyway. Oh, it's it. Yeah, it really puts the shits up here for America at large because, you know, I mean, if that was reported on and a bill is being made of it, what else is he suggesting that they nuke? I know. Yeah, I'd imagine most briefings start with him suggesting to nuke something. Yeah, like he's got a kind of dream board up behind him with uh, things I want to nuke. And every day he has to cross one off in chalk. Mm. Here's why I can't nuke Scotland. Because you bet when they built that wall or that they wouldn't move their their wind farm away from his golf course on the on the coast, he definitely considered nuking them. Oh, yeah. I must go and eat this bolognese anyway. It's bag balls. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really hungry. Right. Well, oh, go on. Talk to you tomorrow about or the next time we're doing the podcast. But uh, successfully made poached eggs. Talk to you next time. Okay, well, on that bombshell, to Deloo. Have a good evening.